Hi, I'm Nikki, and I'm an introvert. And this is The Confessions of an Introvert. This week, I'm chatting with Clara, a high school student at UWC Singapore, in her last few weeks of school. And she reflects on her time here, her friends, service, and coping in the boarding house. From um, originally, Clara. Well, basically, from IET, I arrived in Singapore probably two, three years ago in 2020. I got a scholarship for University of CA, and then yeah, I studied in FIB. So it was it was pretty challenging for a lot of reasons. I remember when I arrived in Singapore, um, it was I was scared. I was, you, when I arrived in the boarding house and the people were like, oh my God, you know, like being in quarantine, that was terrible. That was awful. I was all by myself. I was like, but that's the thing. I was happy. I was ha- happy of being all by myself for two weeks with nothing. I wasn't studying. I was just, you know, they're giving me food. So I don't have to go out to get food. Like, I'm like, come on, that's the best life ever. They were like, no, we can go out, we can do anything. I'm like, but that's the thing. So I was really scared because I was like, I was scared of of facing people, scared of talking to them, scared of them not being able to understand especially because I I was like, I'm going to have roommates. I'm going to have three people in my room. That means I would have any space for myself. How am I, how will I be able to deal with that? Yeah. You I've know? always and wondered that actually as boarders, how, how yeah. do introverts cope? I was extremely terrified. I can't even, I don't think I, I would have the words. I wasn't even scared of the way that people would behave with me. I was scared of the way that I would approach them. Because I think for a lot of introverts, what they tend to do, they tend to isolate themselves. But then for me, instead of isolating myself, I even if I isolate myself, but when people come and talk to me, I would be very aggressive because I wouldn't know how to kindly tell them that I need space. And I'm not even sure that they don't talk to me. <laughs> well, exactly. I would be like... Just don't like just don't. I don't I don't even say hi to people very often simply because of that. And often when people say hi to me, I'm like, do you see me? I'm in my bubble. I don't I don't see you right there. I'm I'm in my bubble. I'm literally in my space. And you need to call me or text me many times, and we need to be deep friends for me to actually pay attention to you. That's my way of coping with the yeah. fear of. Like it's not a fear. I wouldn't say it's a fear, but every time we talk, I talk to people, I tend to lose a lot of energy and I don't have anything yeah. else for myself. Yeah. So this is that. my way of, of coping with, with that mm. and that's my way of allowing the the small energy that I have left to my friends, just giving giving it to them. But then what do I have left for me to study? Yeah. To yeah. Tell us a little bit about the service work that you've done in high school. I worked with quite a couple of people in Singapore. I worked with Daughters of Tomorrow. We advocate for women's rights and then we help uh, low-income families, especially single mothers, uh, 
we give them support. I wasn't involved and, you know, and teaching them and helping them. I was mainly involved in sensibilization of poverty uh, workshop, which is basically when we teach uh, local Singaporeans and anybody who is actually part of the workshop, what is poverty? How does it look like in Singapore? How can you help? So I was really, really happy about that because that's that's the kind of thing I used to do at home. So it was for me like a really good opportunity to keep doing what I like. Um, I also worked with Shine Yo. Uh, she's a TED Talker and also she has her own business, which is Happiness Scientist. I'm really into mental health and things like that. I was writing for her as an editor on things like bullying and college and universities, as well as in high school, how you can deal with that. I'm hoping to have my own organization one day um, to advocate to keep doing this the same work. But I think I'll focus primarily on gender based violence. So, yes, nothing is clear so far, but I think that's a nice summary of myself. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing you mentioned about you you've been working with these two quite different people and yeah. you also mentioned about how it was similar to things that you did back at home what what were the sorts of things you did back at home before you came to Singapore I was in a Catholic school so uh, we had a couple of programs during a Sunday afternoon I'd go to school and then help out because uh, the sisters were actually teaching other students who don't have the opportunity, you know, to go to school. So we would give them some classes. We would help out in different ways. So for me, I used to do crochet. I don't know if you know what crochet yeah. is, but yes, crochet and teaching them how to play volleyball. Um, with my geology teacher, we went to some church um, to to talk about like earthquake because 13 years ago we had a big earthquake. earthquake we also had a really high death rate. And the reason why was simply because people didn't know how to behave and how to react about it. So my teacher and I, we decided then to go to churches and schools and, and teach them how to react. But the more we talked, the more people were like aware of that, the more they were comfortable with it. So when it happens, they know what to do. So Was that something that you just felt compelled to do or was it something you were expected to do? I grew up like that. I think I grew up with this whole idea of helping people. That That's the most important thing for me. That makes me happy. Knowing that somebody, uh, people around me are happy makes me happy. If you're in trouble, I do feel like I need to help if I can or to ask somebody to help you out if you can. So I felt like I was compelled. But um, for my teacher, he actually asked me to do it because I was really good at geology. Even though I really wanted to do it, I was at the beginning a bit reluctant because Haiti at that time wasn't really safe. And there are places that I really didn't know what I was going to do, how is it going to be like. But I was like, you know what? I feel like it was really, it would be a nice experience for me to have and a nice way for me to start helping and doing exactly what I want to do. Because I have to say, the situation back home limited me to do a lot of things it was it was really challenging because you know sometimes I wanted to go to some places and try to reach out to others especially organizations to talk about like domestic violence and things like that 
but it was very difficult because you don't know who to trust. You don't know where the fund of the organization is coming from. So things like that. But coming to Singapore, I didn't face this kind of challenges. So it was like safe for me to actually go and do what I really wanted to do. It sounds like you got involved in some quite sort of heavy things when you were really quite young. How old were you when you first started sort of giving back to the community? 14, 15. And have you always been like that? Yes. Because I'm, I am very passionate and I am also an advocate. I don't like injustice. So any kind of injustice I would speak out, like since I was young. So to me, it felt normal. I felt like people, when I arrived in Singapore, I felt like it started, like it was an, it was an amazing thing to do. But in my environment and my community, it's something that we all do in some ways. Like we have to reach out to others. We need to help others. Like that's a need. Yeah. 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 You're like a natural giver. Yeah. I completely, completely go along with that. I'm, I suppose I've, yeah, I've pretty much been the same. I think a lot of that comes from, from my family as well. Um, so I'm really intrigued because obviously this podcast is about introvert stories or stories about people who work or live with introverts. So tell me a little bit more about how, how or why or when you identify as an, as an introvert. Ah, that's a that's a really great question. Um, <laughs> honestly, I I I knew that I was an introvert since I was relatively young, so probably thirteen, fourteen. Because initially, I don't think I was I I grew up being an introvert. I think I was bullied. So being bullied put me in a position when I actually I had to learn how to be myself without others. So because of that, I ended up changing the way that I behaved, the way that I talked, the way where I gained my energy from because nobody was giving it to me. So I had to take it myself. So because of that, I think that's where everything started. I think I started to really think about introversion pretty recently, especially when I when I came to Singapore because I felt like the I was spending more time by myself than with my peers. Like I would sit on a table and then eating and then having fun all by myself. And then my friends would come and would be like, why don't you come and sit with us? And I was like, because I don't want to. I'm I'm having fun right now. Like, guys, just let me be. And then they would be like, oh, no, but are you mad at us or something? And I'm like, no, but it just, it, it feels normal to me. It's, it's normal to me. Sometimes you need a break. And I simply didn't understand this whole idea of, like, why do I like isolating myself? Initially, I thought it was because I was bullied. So then that that I was led. And I was like, no, but it, it was years ago. And now I have friends. Now I have a life. So why am I still like this? And how does that work? So I started to question my behavior, observing a bit more. And then I started to do some research. I thought I was bipolar initially because sometimes I have a lot of energy and sometimes like 
just shut down. And I was like, okay. So when I'm like that, I don't have energy. I'm very moody. You don't talk to me. I need my space. I need my time. So then that's how I, little by little, I ended up thinking that perhaps I would, I was an introvert. And then I realized that a lot of people do not understand what it means to be an introvert. And this is exactly why I couldn't really relate with it initially and I couldn't even understand it. And I'm wondering, can we can we actually point it out? Can we say, this is where I started to feel an introvert? This is where, I, I don't think so. I think it's a long process. Yeah, and I think no. it ebbs and flows as well. I mean, I was talking to someone um, on, on a previous episode and they were saying it sometimes depends on who you're with. And, yes. and also on, on your age, when was I shy and when was I an introvert or was I a shy introvert? And I think I relate yeah. so much to what you said about needing space. I did giggle when you said about, um, I'm having so much fun with myself. That's like, I think that's potentially your confession. I have fun. <laughs> we might have to phrase that differently, but um, uh, what I think that's just great because I think a lot of people don't get that, and they think, oh well, if you're on your own, then you must be really lonely and sad, and you know, because they don't relate because potentially they're not on that level of of introversion. They might be an ambivert or an extrovert or whatever they want to call themselves, but they just don't get that we. We need everybody needs time and space on their own just to decompress. We just need it yeah. just quite a bit more. <laughs> yes. So yeah. did you so feel that when you were working with the organization? Did you feel drained when you'd finished with them or did you feel energized? I felt energized because it wasn't it wasn't uh, uh, quite long. It was two hours a week. Hmm. So I didn't feel like anything was missing. I was in my bubble still because even if I was still talking to them, but, and everything was related to the work that I was doing, it was pretty straightforward. And I still had space, you know, yeah. for myself. Because having space for yourself is just having this time when you can actually listen to the voice in your head and have a full conversation with it without being interrupted by anybody else, you know? So that, that wasn't for me. A, on a daily basis, every time after school, I have to sleep. I have yeah. to sleep. Need to take a time for me because I am just exhausted. Yeah, like yeah, I have yeah. no more energy. No, I just get that. Exactly. I have to just sit in a cool room and maybe just watch some rubbish on on the computer, just to sort of, as you say, so kind of decompress or just switch off from all those conversations. Because it's not necessarily the conversations I'm talking a lot in. It's the the listening yes. and having to respond and yes. Oh yes. my gosh. Yes. It's yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're a border. Because everybody yeah. wanna talk. It never stops. Wanna say hi. Yes. And I'm like, yeah. I didn't I did my space. I just have, you, have, my space. You, have you found a secret place to hide yet? So mine used to be toilets. <laughs> She probably still would be us. <laughs> especially at parties. <laughs> no, I just put my earphones on. Like I would be at a party oh. just in a space, and my earphones very loud. So You're that's like, oh, why I can't now hear you. Yeah. My yes, and now I can listen. Like I can, I can have my earphones for one hour straight because it's painful because I'm listening. Like 
I reached the, the point where if you even come to me and you, unless you touch me, I won't even hear you. Mm. You have to touch. Me. You have to watch your hearing it. there, girl. Goodness me, yes. you might damage uh-huh. your hearing. <laughs> no. How much way do I just go for a walk? I just go yeah. for a walk and come back. Uh, Sounds later. good. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I could listen to you for hours and hours. I really could. You're absolutely <laughs> fascinating. What would you say is a confession of you as an introvert? You said about how you put your your headphones in, your earplugs in. Oh, I love that. I'm stealing that completely. I'm like, oh, sorry, just podcast on. Yes. I have a meeting. I have to go. Oh, Especially yeah. in the house. I'll just be like, I have a meeting. I have to go. And then I just go in a room and then I just stay there. A few months ago, I broke my headphones and the same day I tried to fix it. I couldn't. On the same day, I literally went and I bought another one. The same day. I just couldn't bear spending like the entire day without it. Two days later, yeah, I broke it again. And then I bought another one. I just couldn't. But the fact that I couldn't spend a day without my headphones, I was like, I'd rather wear them with, while they're broken and just don't put the music, just wear them so people don't come and talk to me. Oh, and that so, is definitely a confession. <laughs> I wear my <laughs> headphones when they're not on so that people don't talk to me. Okay, you nailed it. But you anyway. nailed it as an introvert. <laughs> <laughs> survival, <laughs> survival technique number one. Wear headphones, <laughs> whether they're on or not. <laughs> Good trick. Good trick. I love it. So maybe oh. just to sort of finish off, if that's okay with you, what are you, what are your plans for the future? Like, what are you hoping to do after your exams? And um, and how does your identity come into what you want to do? Um, introversion is a topic that should be that we should talk more about because I don't think, I feel like I said, I feel like a lot of people don't really understand what it is, the diversity within it, you know, how to deal with people like uh, we were introvert. And most importantly, I also want other introverts to feel like they're not, they are not the only ones. Cause often we tend to feel like we are the only one. And I'm someone who is very sensitive because of that. I'm generally yeah. very sensitive. And because I know that people don't know how to be with people who are very sensitive, I tend to not to show it. But if you're close to me, you will realize I'm one of the most sensitive person in the entire world. Yeah. But yeah. I'm, I, so, I think you need to listen to the previous podcast. There's so many things that you have literally just said there that I said the exact same thing about feeling that you're the only one, that you're the only one experiencing this. And yeah. and in, in some way, just, just knowing that there's other people who are going through this and dealing with it in quite different ways. Like I think you and I are very, very different. And I think I could learn a lot from you. And and I think so many other people can learn from you just in the way that that you are so kind and caring of yourself. And I think knowing yourself better, that's what we all need to do. Um, so that was beautiful. 
Thank you so much, Nikki. I really, I, I am so thankful that you actually gave me the opportunity to, to do that because when you emailed me and then you were like, you, you wanted to do that, I was so excited. I felt like it was because I was thinking about it a long time, like for a long, long time. And I do think that we have more, you know, introverts out there who are, who are scared and yeah. who are actually pushing themselves to do things they don't want to do because they can't explain and or not just, pushing I'm, themselves and just not doing these things that they want to do because yeah. that's also yeah. a reality for some yeah so I, I was like okay then let's do this because I'm in I, I was oh. in so thank you so much for the opportunity no and my also, pleasure and also I felt like you were such a kind person and you listen carefully like you truly care and for the last three years I don't think I've met a lot of people who are like that so I have to say that I'm so thankful that you actually and that makes you really special especially to me actually what truly who can understand can relate and really care about what I say so thank you so much and I wish you for a future you thank know? you you too you too well, you got your exams coming up so that's going to keep you busy for a while isn't it <laughs> <laughs> that was episode three with clara on the confessions of an introvert and if you want to hear more we have part two of clara coming soon look out for the comic strip sketch note that accompanies this episode you can find all of these on the podcast page on nihconsultancy.com. Do you have a confession being an introvert? Or would you like to share your story? Listen out for the next episode coming soon.